Hey everybody, it's Kyle, coming at you live from my car, on the way to work, Tuesday morning. Uh, wasn't able to record in the studio this week, at home, so thought I would still try and get one in, I'm going to do it from the car, no big deal, you've all heard it before. Got a few ideas on how I'm going to make it sound a little bit better than it has in the past, so bear with me. All right, uh, lots of stuff going on. I mean, shoot, the Chiefs are playing a Super Bowl this coming Sunday, which is insane. Just 50 years later, no big deal. Um, let's see, what what is bugging me? What is bugging me? Well, you know what? I just had an appointment. I just had a therapy appointment, and we talked a little bit about this, so I'm going to go ahead and bring it up, too. We talked about... Um, you know, there, there's, <clears throat> you know, a lot of things, a, a thing that people like to use these days, they like to, there all kinds of little catchphrases people like to use. If somebody's really radical about something, they like to call people Nazis about something. Or if somebody, uh, if there's a, a scandal, it's called something gate. You know, we're, we're very, we're not very uh, inventive with the way we term things anymore. It's kind of, kind of interesting how that works, but, uh, Something that's bugging me is when people are so radical about being politically correct, and yet they're not the ones that you would be politically correct about. So, I mean, for instance, you know, just different phraseology or different terms that we we have for different types of people or people who are different sexualities or whatever. We're very insistent on what we call people and what, you know, how we term people these days. We're very caught up in semantics, you know, in, in, in the words instead of the actual feelings of people. And don't get me wrong, man, there's, there's a lot of radicalism on both sides. I mean, but I think, you know, instead of worrying so much that you're, you're willing to defend at any cost something, it, it, I think you really need to step back and think about it for a moment. You know, I really do. I think that we... We get so caught up in being politically correct and defending being politically correct that sometimes we attack each other over things that are mere misunderstandings, but they become such a big deal that there's really no going back. And it's just amazing to me. You know, the person who decides they're going to defend, you know, a certain set of people to the point where they just are waiting to pounce on someone for saying something the wrong way. It's absurd. Uh, a prime example I can give you that I, I've seen, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this video, but there's a video of a lady who is like cursing out these people in a parking lot. And it's this couple that pulled up in like an SUV or something. And she is in a Toyota Prius, okay? Hey, that's great, man. I really don't care. Either way you want to live, you know. I personally like to drive hybrids for a lot of reasons. I like the savings in gas, number one. I also do like that they're less harmful to the environment, maybe. Actually, the jury's kind of out on that because these giant batteries got to go somewhere when they don't work anymore. And batteries are not a good thing to dispose of in our on our planet. Um, regardless, I, I do like the fuel economy. I also really like the the get up and go with hybrids. If you haven't driven a hybrid before, they're pretty perky, man, off the mark. 
Uh, I've got this Kia Optima sedan and it's a hybrid and this thing will haul ass. <laughs> I mean, it's got a lot of torque to it. And, and so I really dig that, um, you know, but this lady proceeds to start yelling at these people who are driving this SUV about how much better she is because she's helping the environment and, uh, and all this stuff, and they're hurting the environment, and they suck and all that. Had to honk at this dummy who didn't realize they were at a green light. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's just funny to listen to her, and she doesn't even know these fucking people. You know, these people may be driving an SUV that was given to them, and they don't have any money to buy anything new. Um, or they may have simply chosen that vehicle. Maybe they have a family, and they have to haul a lot of kids around. You know? Or, you know what? What else? It doesn't fucking matter what they're driving it for. It's none of your business. And and so it's just really funny how this lady proceeds to pounce on them because of what vehicle they're driving. I mean, the only case I can see that is, and, and I never would even say anything to anybody about it, but boy, guys in their trucks in the Midwest, am I right? I mean, whoa, it's a big deal. Like... And I used to have a pickup truck, and yeah, it was great and everything until one of your friends is moving. Then it really sucks. And, I mean, they are gas hogs, man. They cost you a fortune to drive. I mean, that's the biggest reason I don't have something like that, you know? I like driving a truck. It's pretty fun, you know? I don't see a reason that I need one that sits 12 feet up in the air, you know? And I don't understand why there are people who aren't farmers that are driving things like F-350s. You know, they, they drive the price up of those so high that farmers can't afford those, which and they are the people that need them. You know, if you work in construction or you work in a, you know, out in the field and stuff like that, I get it. I understand driving a truck. Um, what I don't understand is the dude who's driving his new Dodge Super Ram, you know, with the <laughs> with the uh, uh, what's that engine called? Oh, man. A Hemi. Remember that? The Hemi? Hemi? Yeah. First time I ever saw a car with a, or a vehicle with a Hemi was a Cuda. Hemi Cuda back in the day in the 70s. But there was a while there where Dodge put out uh, these new Ram trucks that had a, a Hemi engine in them. <laughs> and I see, when I see a dude pull into a parking spot and he's taking up two spots and he's in some big badass Dodge Ram and he's got a pair of, of uh, metal nuts hanging from the trailer hitch fuck that guy right but if i see somebody driving a truck man that's probably just their vehicle you know i, I don't fault anybody for what they drive and because i drive a hybrid i certainly don't think i'm better than anybody um but at the same time i've seen it vice versa i've i've had someone make fun of me because i drive a kia optima hybrid and to them i give a hearty hi-ho fuck you too uh, I drive it for the reasons I said, and if you don't agree with them, I don't fucking care, right? It's like I don't give a shit about you driving your vehicle that uses a ton of gas. It's your choice, man. It's a free country. Pardon me. That was a speed a speed thing there. I had to go around somebody. Um, but everybody has the reasons for driving what they're driving, and everybody has the reasons for doing what they're doing, so... If someone mistakenly asks, well, if you're transvestite, I mean, are you always this person? 
or are you sometimes a guy or are you sometimes a girl or whatever if someone's really asking that and they don't know i think you have to look at the situation you don't just rip somebody's ass every time automatically because they're saying something that doesn't go along with what you perceive is the correct way to be people it's a different time man things are changing quickly and people aren't as knowledgeable about things maybe as you so take the time to not be condescending and not be a dick not be an asshole to them and help them understand my opinion is be whoever you are not who other people want you to be and uh, that goes for the people that are defending those people as well it's not just uh, that you are supporting them so well that you have a right to behave however you want an asshole is still an asshole no matter what color wrapper they're packed in okay so quit it be a little more civil towards each other in that respect and be a little more understanding that maybe maybe people don't know about something you know maybe people don't i can tell you that my my ex-wife i was married right out of college and my ex-wife was jewish um really before her i didn't know any jewish people and so when i went to her family events and went to uh, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah and you know I, I still don't understand all those holidays and stuff but but when I went to those things I was learning and, and coming to understand a whole different group of people you know I wasn't mad at them because they're different and when I asked them questions that may have been kind of silly to them they were still very nice and friendly and answered my questions because I just didn't know man right um, so I, I think you become a more well-rounded individual when you are just maybe expecting the best out of people instead of always expecting the worst. And, you know, there are some people that you're going to feel negative about no matter what. Um, but on the other hand, if you're always expecting the worst out of people, that's all you're going to get because that's where your mind is. If you're expecting the best out of people and they let you down with the worst behavior... I get it. It happens. And you can just chalk that up to, you're not naive, but you're uh, just open and accepting of people and someone let you down. But if you're always expecting the worst out of people, you're going to see negative things in them that probably may not be there. So keep that in mind, man. I, I just really, I hate to see how people are at each other's throats over things sometimes. Uh, and a lot of times, it seems those people that are at other people's throats, they really aren't even truly affected by what it is they're fighting for. You know, uh, are you, in fact, gay? Or do you have a distant cousin who's gay, so now you're a staunch supporter and you're going to fight everybody who says anything that may be taken negatively about homosexuality? I don't know, man. Choose the way you want to be, but personally, I feel like just... A, talking to people and discussing things with them and helping them understand. Another prime example, if you've ever watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, uh, or I guess now on Netflix it's just called Queer Eye, but I know, I think it was in the first season, there was a, an older guy who always dressed the same way or whatever, pretty dumpy, and uh, he had a woman that he had dated, and he wanted to clean up his act and clean up his house and clean up his life and be more presentable for there and for her, 
and to be there for her so they could strike up a real relationship and get things going. And the dudes came in there and they helped him change everything. But I remember during the conversations that he was having with them in the show, he said something that was kind of like, oh boy, you know, and I, I remember even hearing it and thinking, oh shit, dude, you know, but how did they react? Did they get all pissed off and rip his ass? Did they treat him like shit? Did they slap him? Did they call him a name? No. They just said, no, that's not how things work. And that was it. You know, if you're truly affected by something that's different, if you're truly different in some respect, and someone says something that might be taken as offensive or maybe is out of date, maybe you should just explain to them why you would prefer to be talked about in a different light. You know, or prefer to just not talk about it at all instead of jumping, jumping their ass about it. That's all I'm saying. All right. So that's what's bugging me. Uh, I think we'll go ahead and take a quick break, everybody, and then we'll come back and I'll talk to you about some things that I'm into. Okay, and we're back. All right. uh, So what am I into right now? Eh, A lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of things Uh, on the vinyl front. I can tell you that I have completely refitted things on my uh, Crosley Stackomatic turntable. The thing about being a fan of stacking turntables these days is that you're going to have to fight people about it because so-called audiophiles and people out there on the internet uh, who claim they know so much about it uh, tend to have a very negative opinion of stackers. And the the reason they say is that it's because it damages your records. Um, I can tell you this about records that I know. Uh, Number one, the only part of a record that could be damaged really by a stacker, and I'm sure other parts could too over time, but shit, every part of a record could be damaged over time. (laughs) Um, But the lifetime that I'll be listening to these records would be the uh, center hole. Of, of an LP or a, a 45 or whatever. It doesn't matter what kind of record, 78. Um, but the center hole where the label's around it, that could get a little damage uh, by the stacking mechanism uh, because it basically pushes the record over by that hole and then drops it on top of the other record, you know, when it, as it switches. And so that could be damaged um, a little bit on the label. I'd, I'd say if you keep that mechanism well-oiled, and taken care of, you're not going to have that problem. It doesn't really have to struggle with the record to move it over. Um, you may have some markings on those inner labels, but that's about it. Records are pretty resilient, actually. Um, if you don't believe me, listen to some 78s and think about how old they are, because they're fucking old. All right? Um, the other part that could be damaged over time would be um, the center area of the record where the label is, is actually raised above the grooves. If you look at a record, the grooves are kind of in a valley, all right? There's the outer lip of the record and the edge of the record, which is kind of raised. And I'm talking about looking across the surface of the record. So it's kind of raised up on the outer edge, and then there's like a valley where all the grooves are in between. And then once you get across that valley on the inside, it's raised again of the record towards the center of the, the record. So when the record falls, those raised parts can rub against each other because the the platter's already spinning with the record on it. And so when the next record falls, it's not spinning. 
so it has to start spinning. So it'll land on the other record, and they'll rub against each other, kind of almost in an opposite direction. Over time, that could cause a problem, um, but I, but I don't think that's over any time that I'm going to experience. And I guess the third thing I would say about stackers and people claiming that the records get damaged on them. Uh, how many records have you bought that are used, people? I mean, a lot, right? If you listen to if you listen to vinyl, a majority of your collection that you're really appreciative of is not brand new off the racks. It's a used record. Take a look at the center hole of those records, and I'll bet you anything. A lot of those records were played on stackers because stacking record players were pretty fucking popular all the way up until the early 80s. And right around then is when things started changing. But the stacker that I have, I actually have three, but the one that I have that I play a lot on is actually a Crosley, which I'm not proud of. I don't like Crosley uh, record players. They, they tend not to be very well-made. They tend to be pretty plasticky. Uh, the tone arms tend to not be balanced very well. A lot of times they'll be very heavy on the end and, and kind of digging into your records as they play them. That can cause problems. Um, but this Crosley stacker that I have was made in 2005, and I think the last one was made in 2010. And that's the last stacker made. Um, and that's because these audiophile freaks <laughs> insist that they damage your records. Um, and... I, Shit, man, everything damages your record. Taking it out of the sleeve to play it damages it, no matter what sleeves you've got for it. You're going to damage your records over time, man. Playing a specific track, moving the needle across it, that could damage your record. If, you're re if your needle's not cleaned properly every single time and the record's not dusted off properly, that can damage your record. You know? Walking outside, you could get hit by a fucking car. So what? Um... But anyway, the Crosley, I've refitted it with a whole different cartridge, a professional cartridge. I uh, got rid of that Crosley crap cartridge that's on there. And I've got a separate stylus, and it's a flip stylus, so I can flip it over and play 78s. Or I can play uh, 45s and 33s, flip the other way. And I've done that, and it, I'm telling you, I've rebalanced the tone arm so that the weight of the, of the needle and the cartridge going into the record is a little bit lighter, or it doesn't skip. Um, and it's, so I put a counterweight on it. Actually, I just glued a, a, uh, a nut from a nut and bolt set onto the back of the tone arm, and that helped reweigh it. You, you, can buy a, you can buy a little scale thing on Amazon.com for about 15 bucks, and you can put the head of your needle right on top of it, and it tells you how much force is coming down on those records. And uh, ideally, for this particular record and this cartridge and needle, it was supposed to be four. Well, the tone arm was so unbalanced when I put the new cart, even before I put the new cartridge on it, it was always getting five or a little bit over five. And so um, when I when I put on the new cartridge and the new stylus and everything, I put it on there, it was like 5.25. I put a little nut on the back end of it, super glued it to the back of the tone arm, and now I've got it down around four. And so it, it just tends to sound a lot better. It, it plays really smooth and nice. Um, so I, I look all these naysayer audiophiles and shit out there on on the final groups. Uh, fuck all y'all, man. I know about what damages records, and and I maybe damage my records on a stacker, but I also can listen to uh, hours of music at a time without 
having to go back and switch out records. So that's my choice. That's how I prefer listening to them. I don't always listen to them. I really love listening to them on my my fancy multi-hundred dollar turntable downstairs. Uh, individually, one at a time, and I, I love listening to them. But enough of that shit. I'm just letting you know. And then I have two old stackers. They're the exact same model number. Uh, the second one I bought just for the wood plinth because the the first one I bought is a better uh, quality. Uh, it's a 50-year-old turntable, but it's a stacker. And I'm going to pull it out of this old uh, console and put it on this wood plinth. And I'm really looking forward to that, man. Uh, I have a stacker downstairs in addition to my nicer turntable. And uh, it's a Garrard 2025 TC. I've talked about it on here before. I love it. Looking forward to, to getting new cartridge on it, maybe a new head and needle. And then I'm going to be off to the races listening to that sucker. It's a great little turntable. So there's that. Uh, but enough about that. The media that I'm into as far as that goes. Got my first Yellow Man album. I will put a link to the song in here. I think I talked about it last week. It's great. Fantastic. Sounds beautiful. Uh, I also stopped by uh, Barnes & Noble has a sale right now on vinyl and not all vinyl but there's a bunch of records that are marked down 50% um, so I was able to pick up the last uh, the most recent and the final um, A Tribe Called Quest album and it was 50% off so I think I got that thing for like 15 bucks and it's dual, that's a double album 180 gram record man it, it sounds amazing uh, absolutely amazing. And then I also was digging through, flipping through, and lo and behold, the Genesis album. I can't remember which one it's called. I want to say Abacab, but I don't think it is. But it's the one with, uh, it's Phil Collins singing, so Peter Gabriel's gone. But it's the most popular one from the 80s with, Sing my song, yeah, and it's no fun being an illegal alien and mama. And all those songs on it, it's like perfection pieces from the game Perfection up in the air in a still. Got that record for like $12, brand spanking new. And uh, man, what a great record. Forgot how good that record is. Forgot how great Genesis is. I, don't, I'm always, I wasn't a big fan of anything after that particular album, but I really like that album. And even some of the very early Phil Collins I like. He's got a good voice, man. It's funny how you go back to things like... I've got what I've found with vinyls. I go back to things that I thought sucked at the time. So I don't think they suck anymore. All right. Now into movies. Uh, I finally watched Parasite. Um, the Bong Hu Jun uh, movie that came out. That's just taking the world by storm. It's up for best picture and best foreign picture this year. And it is amazing. I cannot say enough about it. I know people hate subtitles and whatever. People who aren't real film buffs cannot watch films with subtitles. Whatever, man. I can. And I I will tell you that if you don't watch films with subtitles, you're missing out on some of the best films ever made. And this one is included in that. As a matter of fact, I think it's it's definitely the best film of last year, in my opinion. I didn't see all of them. But it, as far as what I saw, it's the best. And I think it's one of the better films that I've seen in at least a decade. It is absolutely incredible and it's a different type of fear and, and it shoves right in our face uh, things that we all innately feel as human beings which are greed and um, and jealousy for what other people have sometimes and it does it in such a way that uh, you're on board with it and then only later do you realize what you've kind of been 
on board with. And yeah, it's amazing, man. Check it out. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. I think it's available only uh, for purchase right now, online streaming. Um, but it is available uh, on streaming and, and all that and on disc uh, here at the end of this month. Uh, this is January of 2020. So check that one out. Um, other films. Oh, I watched Midsummer finally, the second Ari Aster film. Yikes. Uh, it felt like a really good film. It, it really was. Uh, but there becomes a point where it almost feels like, oh, I guess the producers must have told him to quit spending so much money or that he's going over budget. And so he just wrapped the shit up in a nice little bow at the end. And so I don't like that, but I do really like the idea of the film. I just feel like the it, it felt like he was really going in the right direction. And then it just kind of, yeah, you know, he had to wrap it up, I think. And that's what it, I think anyway. I don't know what really happened. But it's 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 still an interesting film to watch. I will tell you, it's very very horrifying and gory in parts, and so be prepared. Also, uh, there is sex in it, not a ton, but there the, it's pretty graphic sex when it is happening. Um, but it's also not really sexual. It's kind of like somebody trying to make somebody pregnant. That's about it. I know all sex can be that way, um, but this is not the the sole purpose of the sexual encounter is to impregnate someone. Um, so it's not very romantic, I guess is what I'm saying. But it's a good film also. Uh, TV shows that we're watching, you know, same old, same old. I mean, we're still watching, re-watching the series Toast of London. Still really dig it. Um, and then, you know, Glow and Grace and Frankie and, and the typical, the usual suspects I've talked about so many times on and that's it, guys. I really don't have much else for you today. I mean, those are the things that are bugging me. Those are the things that I'm into. Uh, this is episode 46. We're four away from the big episode 50, which, again, I'm working on something. I'll try and figure out something special to do. And, and maybe we could really make it a, an extra interesting special uh, episode for everybody. Until then, though, the only thing I really want you guys to do Get off my lawn. <laughs>